sensitives, we find ourselves in a world encouraging us to tune out when our greatest power is to tune in. And sometimes being tuned in is just frankly overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature and to sort through the noise to help us find our inner truth. I'm your host, Marcy Moberg, a fellow sensitive, intuitive coach and healer and shadow worker. For the past two decades, I've been on a journey to heal and tune in to the unseen and unconscious realms of life. And seven years ago, I decided to dedicate my life to sharing what I've learned and guiding others to do the same. On this podcast, you'll find deep, real talk conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning intuitive questions. Equal parts spiritual and human, my work is trauma-informed and always practical. I'm so glad that your intuition led you here. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. Hey friends, welcome to season three of Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg. Really excited that you're here. I have new podcast art, new music, a new intro and outro, all reflecting an updated vibe for the podcast as we enter season three, which just reflects where I am energetically, I would say. And there are some really exciting things ahead. But first, I really want to talk about a live event that I am leading. And that is next Wednesday. So if you're listening to this in real time, next Wednesday, October 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time, I'm leading an online class on unlocking the hidden meaning of your dreams. It's called Nighttime Power. And during this free live event, I will cover why dreams matter, how your beliefs about dreams shape them, steps to start a dream practice, a simple question to start interpreting your dreams, and why you should never use a dream dictionary. Uh, You will really love this event if you are a vivid dreamer, you have a hunch that your dreams have meaning, and you believe in signs and synchronicities guiding your life. Sign up is super easy. You just head on over to marcymoberg.com forward slash links, L-I-N-K-S, and you click the link for the live event, which is the first one. Or if that's uh, not how you want to do it, you can also just click the link in the show notes available wherever you're listening to the podcast. They usually show up as like a little, a little eye where you can click on additional information, or sometimes it's just kind of scrolling down, but there, there's additional information about each episode in your podcast app. And that's another place where you can sign up. You know, many of us have grown up disconnected from dreaming as a practice. Our ancestors knew how to work with the magic of dreams, but many of us in modern day have simply just forgotten. And that's because cultural disruption across the globe severed our relationship with the dream time, disrupting traditions where sharing dreams around the breakfast table was, you know, pretty much just an everyday occurrence and where dreams are encounters with other realms, even timelines. And so this became the situation where over time dreams were divorced from this idea of divination and healing powers and from the idea that our soul actually traveled at night. 
but we can change that. When we start a dream practice, we create cultural repair in ourselves and in our lineages. In other words, dream work is ancestral healing. That's what I want for you. And that's what our ancestors want to recognize the hidden magic and power in our dreams. And that's exactly what I'll be talking about in my live event, Nighttime Power, Unlock the Hidden Meaning of Your Dreams. I hope that you'll join me. And again, you can sign up at the link in the show notes for this episode or at marcymoberg.com forward slash links. I'll see you there. Okay, back to season three excitement. I have plans for more deep dive episodes on intuitive tactics, intuitive topics like dreams and ancestors and spirit guides and nature spirits, shadow work and trauma-informed intuition development. I plan to start sharing more about my work with plants, which I'm pretty excited about. And listeners like you who will be joining the podcast will join me for uh, dream seats, actually, where I will interpret their dreams. How exciting is that? I think that's pretty exciting. I'm already recording these episodes, and I know that you are going to really, really love them. They're super rich. I also have fun plans to have guest conversations that feel more like a chat over tea than a formal interview. After all, I always want the podcast to feel cozy, personal, and like you're just right here with me. And I'll include some channeled messages along the way as well from guides. And so I hope it's going to be an inspiring, magical journey for both you as a listener and me as the creator. So for this first episode of season three, I want to talk about a topic close to my heart, and that is where dreams come from. If I were to sit down with you right now, how would you answer the following question? Where do dreams come from? Would you have an answer or would you be stumped? Would you tell me that dreams are your brain firing randomly? Or would you tell me that your soul leaves your body to travel to different realms? I have to say this topic is often contested by many. And it's one that I feel a little bit like I want to get on a soapbox about. (laughs) So I did a whole episode on this. Because my experience is that people tend to fall into almost dogmatic camps really digging their heels in the ground and adamant that dreams can only be one thing. So those camps are the belief that either dreams are meaningless and only random brain neurons firing, or dreams are the result of whatever thoughts you didn't process from the day, or dreams are psychological material reflecting your conscious and subconscious. Or dreams are archetypal forces and energies that are also a part of ourselves. Or dreams are the result of astral travel, where your soul actually leaves the body and travels to other realms. So if you had to cast your vote right now of where dreams come from, based on this list that I just gave you, what would you say? What's like the first thing that comes to you? My answer? All of them. All of them, except for the random brain neurons. I think our systems are way more intelligent, complex, and purposeful than that. But I would say the rest, for me, are true. And that's what makes my perspective on dreaming fundamentally different than most people that teach about dreams. Because most people are firmly in one of the camps that I listed, And I think that is far too limiting on what 
our dreams are and where they come from. So I want to go back to this random thing because that one I just want to kind of like, that's one I firmly just say no. (laughs) Dreams are so much more purposeful than that. All you have to do is look outside your door to see just how purposeful life is. So for example, you know, animal spots or stripes, they're the perfect camouflage in their natural habitat. Like perfect, perfection. Or how the fragrance of flowers attract pollinators to fertilize them. Or the symbiotic relationship between mycelium fungi and plants. They feed each other, they support each other, they send information back and forth. Or how humpback whales travel 3,000 miles every year and they never get lost. Never get lost. Okay, so if nature's autopilot and instinct is that intelligent, and we are nature too, we're not separate from it, then there's no way our brain's functioning is random. Like no way. For me, that's like impossible. Impossible. Dreams are much more magical, mysterious, and inspiring than random. So if dreams are not random, where do I believe they come from? And I hope that wherever you are right now, that you'll stick around all the way to the end of the episode because I have a lot of really inspiring and powerful stories about exactly this. To start, I want to say that dreams come from many intentional sources. Remember, notice I said intentional, not random, intentional. And they can include a brain dump of what you didn't process from a long day. That's not random neurons firing. That's literally your brain being really smart and saying, I didn't finish processing these things. I didn't have enough space to do this. So I'm going to do that at night. That includes reflections of unprocessed emotions that are stuck in your body. Mirrors of self-limiting stories and beliefs. Windows into the exiled parts of yourself, dismissed by yourself or society. We think of that as your shadow. Soul, ancestral, and spirit guide messages to your human self through symbols, archetypal and universal energies that are both within and without, astral travel to other realms and timelines, and so much more. In other words, dreams are really complex. They are multifaceted reflections of both the human and spirit experience. In fact, I believe dreams reflect the different realms we live within at all times, whether we are consciously aware of it or not. I like to think of these dream I like to think of where dreams come from in terms of three overarching buckets of realms. The first one is the inner realm. We might think of this as where our psychology, our personality, our memories, our energy, and our life experiences live. The next one is the earth earth realm. And this might be where other people, spirits of land, plants, animals, ancestors, and elementals live. And the third one is the cosmic realm, where other and parallel lifetimes and timelines and Akashic records and guides and other big forces live. These different realms are where dreams take place, come from, or we might say focus their energy. Dreams can live in all or one of these realms. In fact, I really think these separations are arbitrary. I'm just sharing them more to help our minds wrap around 
an ever interconnected, infinite, complex universe, and less of a concrete separation that isn't impermeable. You know, sometimes in, for example, animist and shamanic traditions, they talk about different worlds, different realms that are uh, connected to uh, soul travel when we're awake that we can travel to. I even think those realms are really not that separate. It's just a way for our minds to understand things. So it's kind of what I'm trying to do here for you with the dream realms is just to help the mind understand things. But my experience is is that these realms are not so um, entirely separate entities. And uh, a lot of times dreams can exist in more than one of those categories. In other words, dreams can be somatic, body-centered, psychological, and spiritual. that the average person has four to six dreams per night and approximately 208 dreams a year. That's a lot of dreams. And researchers say we spend one third of our lives sleeping. In other words, dreams play a really big part of our lives. So are you a vivid dreamer that believes in signs and synchronicities guiding your life? And do you have a hunch that your dreams have meaning? Do you search over and over again to find the meetings and find that overwhelming? Like you're just trying to decode a cryptic language that you just can't quite understand. I want you to know that it doesn't have to be this way. Understanding the hidden messages in your dreams is possible to guide your next steps in life. How? You just need a dream practice with a dependable interpretation method, and you just need a guide to show you how. So if that interests you, you can join me for a live event to explore the power of your dreams and unlock their hidden meaning. That's happening next Wednesday, October 13th, and we'll cover why dreams matter, how your beliefs about dreams shape them, steps to start a dream practice, a simple question to start interpreting your dreams and why you should never use a dream dictionary. To sign up for this live event, go to marcymoberg.com forward slash links, L-I-N-K-S, marcymoberg.com forward slash links. And you'll see the very first link is where you can sign up. I hope to see you there. share some personal stories. These experiences led me to arrive at this multifaceted understanding of dreams. First, family encounters with ancestors in dreams after they pass. I have seen this happen both in my own life as well as the lives of many of my clients. In essence, a person transitions and then several family members dream of them. Many people try to explain this experience as a manifestation of grief. I would say the folks that are really adamant about that are the people who are in the camp that all dreams are just psychological material. 
And this can be true sometimes. Sometimes that can be a manifestation of grief. However, I would say more often than not, it's not just purely grief. What happened in my family after my grandfather passed was not just grief. He showed up to multiple family members in the same way in our dreams, always meeting us on a bench on a sunny hillside. None of us knew this was happening until my grandmother passed away many years later and I decided to share my personal story. And then suddenly we realized that each of us were meeting grandpa in the same meeting place and were able to trust our experiences as visitations from him, not just grief. Another example is experiencing the same dream with another person. So a couple of years ago, one of my clients brought a dream to our session to explore. She said, I had a dream with you last night. And she started to describe the dream. And so then as she started to describe it, honestly, it's like I went pale. I kind of like froze for this moment, like, wait a minute. Because my client was actually describing in detail the exact same dream I had the night before, which happened to be the dream, night that she had the dream. Got it? But I hadn't told anyone. I think I had, my husband had like a meeting and I don't even think I got to share that dream with him that morning yet. So it's kind of interesting that here I am listening to a client recount a dream and she's basically in the same dream that I am. <laughs> same people, same scenarios. What we ended up doing as the dream progressed was different. We ended up spending time in different spaces but we were in the same dream. So our conclusion was, of course, that we were in the same dream together and somehow there was a part of us that was conscious of it because we were able to see each other in the dream. A similar experience happened right before we found our pup, Juju. My partner and I have a regular practice of sharing our dreams and one morning my husband started to describe his dream. He had a dream about a golden reddish dog that almost looked like a lab, but smaller. And the dog seemed to be a protective force in his dream. And he felt like a really deep connection with her. The crazy part? I had a dream about a golden reddish dog that looked like a lab, but smaller too. And this pup journeyed with me like a protective force in my dream in the same night. A few days later, we met Juju, a golden reddish rescue pup with lab features, but smaller. And immediately we knew we had found our dog, but not just any dog, the one that was in our dreams. I believe we dream together on a regular basis with the ones we love, as well as others we don't know, right? Like we didn't know Juju yet, but somehow she knew us. And it's like as if she called us so that when we would meet her (laughs) at that public event, we knew that we were meant to be together. We're not always conscious to who else is in our dream. The cultural breakdown of dream practices contributes to this because we don't connect these dots that we otherwise would if we were regularly sharing dreams, right? In that experience that I shared about my client who shared her dream, we realized we were in the same dream because she shared. And in the example of my husband with my dog, Juju, we realized that we were in some sort of like same dream, parallel experience, something like that with Juju. 
because we shared. So I'm convinced that this happens a lot. (laughs) And we just don't connect the dots um, because of this breakdown in, in dream time practice. Another example is meeting people we have yet to meet in real life. And again, I've seen this happen in client work and I've had it happen in my own personal life. So many years ago while teaching yoga, I had a vivid dream that stuck with me. Uh, the spirit of a woman visited me in my apartment asking for help. This was, okay, I'm dreaming when this happens, right? So I dream that this woman comes into my apartment. She actually entered through my couch. (laughs) My couch was like the portal, which was pretty cool. So she came into my apartment, came through the portal of my couch and came to ask for help. So I traveled back with her through the couch into a kind of like apocalyptic like realm. It kind of looked almost like a war zone. Um, you know, like those end of days movies or something like that. And she explained to me that she had been really suffering. And as we were walking, she was kind of talking to me about how she felt depressed and was going through some really tough times. And then we reached this, um, kind of was like a checkpoint and the spirits of two daughters appeared. And it was clear to me in this dream that they had transitioned now, I'm not sure if they transitioned because of miscarriage, if they, it was like some future point in time where they had transitioned. I'm not much sure what the story is. But as we circled together, these daughters told me that they forgave her for the challenging times they experienced together. And upon hearing this and relaying this, because it wasn't entirely clear, like the woman was aware of them, but wasn't entirely in touch with what they were sharing with me. She seemed relieved and I sensed more than anything that she just really needed to feel witnessed and that that sense of feeling witnessed was relieving some of this burden, this suffering that she was carrying. I gave her some advice, which I don't recall now. And then I made my way back to my apartment through the portal of my couch, uh, back into my body. And then I woke up. So it was a pretty interesting vivid dream, right? Like portal on the couch. Wow. <laughs> the next day, I went on my, you know, about my normal day and I went to go teach a midday yoga class in the city and I arrived to the studio early. And as I started to unlock the door pad, a student from my class arrived. And when I looked, it was the same woman that I met in my dreams the night before standing at the door with me now in waking life. Okay. I'm not in dream anymore. This is happening in waking life. We spent some time talking before class where she shared that she'd had a rough year. Of course, I wanted to talk to her because I was kind of like curious, like who is this person who came into my dreams and had this very elaborate conversation with me and asking me for help? And then how ironic is it that she's showing up in my yoga class now? And I tried to just focus on being a witness because in the dream, that's what she needed the most. And she told me that she had just arrived from extended work in Afghanistan. Of course, it made sense to me then why we were in some kind of apocalyptic-like realm when I went with her in the dream. And after class, she came up to me to tell me that my class was exactly what she needed. And she thanked me and she indicated that she felt better. And I encouraged her to come back. I don't remember seeing her in class again after that day. But I had this sense that she had received exactly what she needed through the dream and through my class. 
Another one is knowing information you didn't receive in waking life. So over the years, I've had countless cases with people who receive information in dreams. But the uncanny part is that they did not receive it in waking life. Sometimes this is health information about themselves or a loved one. Other times it's a foretelling of future events. These dreams kind of serve as windows into another realm of information. And so one example of when this happened to me was I had this recurring dream. Um, This was during the early months of the pandemic. So I had this recurring dream for months about doctors catching abdominal cancer early. And they were precancerous cells. And in each dream, my dad and I were talking. And usually in some kind of like hospital setting. So for the longest time, I worried the dream was about me. You know, I worried these recurring dreams were trying to tell me that I had some kind of health issue going on. And I did everything I could to investigate my health. But then months later, I got a call and it was my dad. Doctors had found precancerous cells in his abdomen. And I suddenly knew the dreams were about him. The message I received in the dream, you're going to be okay. They found it early. That was the message that I kept getting from him in the dream to me that I thought was about me. It turns out that the dreams were right. He had surgery and he's doing great now. You know, dreams are far more magical than we give them credit for. So let's revisit the question I started with. If I were to sit down with you right now at the end of this episode, how would you answer the following question? Where do dreams come from? I hope your answer would be full of more complex, magical, and mystical sources than you started with. Because that's, for me, what they are. They can be psychological material that helps us resolve uh, internal struggles we're having. They can be body-centered, where our body has stored emotions or is trying to give us information about our health. And they can also be spiritual, these really profound experiences where we visit ancestors that have passed, where we receive spontaneous healing, insight, messages for our path. That's all I have for this week's episode of Tune In With Marcy and the official kickoff of season three. I mean, I say that that's all, but I don't think that's all. I think it's quite big. I hope it feels big to me um, to share this. I'm not sure that I've been, I'm not sure that I've explicitly shared this um, in this way. I talk about this sometimes in bits and pieces, you know, with clients when we work on dreams. But it felt important to claim this, to name this, to put stakes in the ground around this. Because I think people's understanding of dreams is too limited. I do hope that I get to see you uh, live online at my dream event, Nighttime Power. If you love this episode, you are definitely going to love the event. Remember, you can sign up for free at marcymover.com forward slash links or at the link in the show notes where you are listening right now. And as we close, I have one request. Share this episode with one friend or a loved one because, you know, sharing is curing, as we say in my household, and it's easy. Most podcast episodes uh, and apps have a share button. 
And this allows you to message the episode directly or an option to copy and paste the episode link. It's my favorite way to share episodes myself. And I really, really thank you in advance for supporting my work and spreading the news about this podcast so that more people can benefit. Thank you again for joining me for this episode. I really had fun reflecting on where dreams come from with you. And I'm really excited for what's ahead for the podcast for season three. So until next time, I'll leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Much love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me. I hope you love the episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating and leave a review, ideally five stars. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at www.marcymoberg.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.